Welcome in to another edition of the Portes Nation. Halloween edition, I guess you could call it. Thank you for joining us. The Portes Nation podcasts, where we talk about sports and more. This is Alex Farra. It's not only almost Halloween, it's also almost finally election day. So we have a lot to talk about. Again, thank you for being part of these podcasts. Thank you for listening in and giving us of your feedback. Before we continue, why don't we bring in real the real host of this show, Miss Ashley Rodriguez. Ashley, first of all, good day. Almost happy Halloween. How are you? Hello, Alex, and hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, my gosh, Alex, are you going trick-or-treating? I haven't decided yet. I don't know. I think people are still social distancing. I don't know how they're actually going to go trick-or-treating this year. I'm actually curious how how parents have planned out um, the evening. So, parents, if you have uh, any – if you would like to share with us what you have planned for, for your children, please do so. Follow us on social media at The Fortis Nation. We would love to hear from you. But – yeah, Alex, I mean, this is this is going to be a different year for Halloween. It's a different year. It's a little chilly. We have the election coming. It feels like change in the sense of, you know, the heat, at least in Houston, where we are, is kind of disappearing. So that's that's something that, that obviously for us changes. But back to Halloween, you know, I, I think, is it anti-Halloween to say, look, nobody's home and you go to the back of the house and you pretend no one comes to your door? I think, I think people, <laughs> I think people are going to be not sending their kids out, to be honest with you, Ashley. You know, I I saw a a very funny video on TikTok, Alex, where um, this couple, they have all these buckets all over their front yard. Right. And it's almost kind of like a booby trap where the kids kind of have to go in there. Um, It's kind of like American Warrior, I think it's what the show is called, where they have to go through these obstacles to get the candy, but they're not handing them out personally. So I think that that's pretty interesting how they're doing that. Um, Another couple I saw that they're literally having this whole plastic over their door and they're just dropping the candy through the little mail slot that some houses used to have back in the day. So um, I thought that that was pretty interesting too. So yeah, definitely different. Um, a creative we're gonna be seeing, way. We're, we, I, I would love to see a lot of uh, kids dress up as astronauts here in Houston. I think it's only appropriate, and plus, I think it's safe. So, what is your cool. what is your favorite? Forgive me for interrupting you, Ashley. What is your favorite costume in, in the history of Halloween? I mean, are you into Halloween first of all, or that that's not really you? You know, I. I... I participate in it. I don't really celebrate it. I've just, you know, kind of dressed up in the past so I wouldn't feel left out. I don't really care for it too much. Don't get me wrong. You're being honest. Now, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think now as 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 a as an adult, you know, I, I think Who, you or me? Because I'm not an adult. As I get older, I become more like a baby. At least my wife says that. Okay, a young yeah. lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not too old, Alex. I, I think that we still got it. Um, I hope so. No, you know... I, I think that my favorite costume was uh, Princess Jasmine. I think that that was a, a fun costume, and I did that back in my Texans days. Okay. Um, that was really fun. I also did um, a cool army general. I thought that that was really cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like other people um, at parties and stuff always had more creative costumes than I did. Um, but, yeah, I think that Princess Jasmine takes takes the – the number one prize for me. Um, I think that that was fun. People, what about you? People go all out, to be honest with you. The last time I dressed up 
which was probably 20 some years ago. I was like this devil evil kind of thing, red paint all over me, horns. <laughs> Maybe I'll dig up a photo of that and, and post it if anybody cares, to be honest. But also I have I to- I care, yeah, I care. care, please do it, well, that's I enough. love it. That's enough, that's enough. And, and by the way, I did about five years ago, and I'll mention this when I went to an after hours club, I did dress as a Texans cheerleader. Nobody needs to know that. But I did that. So there you go. Alex Parra after hours. After hmm. hours. Nobody. That's a whole think, other podcast. I think, I think we're going to have to get out to try to say that. It's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Rated, rated, rated for adults only, just to let you know. Rated um, R for Alex R. Parra. <laughs> oh, see, look at that. Marketing. Oh, I'm a genius. You made it happy. You are a genius. By the way, are you genius enough to vote? Uh, have you voted? Uh, I know I did. I went early voting this week with my daughter and my wife. We participated. It was easy. We got in. We got out. We expressed ourselves, at least when it comes to those decisions. Have you done this yet, Ashley? I have not, but I'm but, going today. Ah. I am going today. Yes, last day I of early voting, by the way. Yes, it is the last day of early voting. So if anyone is interested, which you should be, knowledge is power. Your voice is powerful. So go out there and vote, people. Go out there and vote. So, yes, I will be voting today, Alex. And I don't know. I, I think I, I have my choices uh, narrowed down. Um, uh -oh. I personally will be voting for the seven-year-old white man. So ah. I, think, I think I'm good. You know, I think that's who <laughs> I'm voting for. So I, I know who I'm voting for. I'm going to go today. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're encouraging you all to go vote. It's super important. Knowledge is power. Do your research. Uh, what, what is important to you? What changes would you like to see in our country? And, um, or what do you want to stay the same? It's up to you, right? It's up to yeah. us. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so, so Ashley, let me ask you this. Are, are you over yet? The political ads everywhere I turn, there's an ad, there's a mailer, there's a sign, um, even in the neighborhood, you have dueling uh, uh, neighbors with, with, with a Biden or a Trump sign. It, 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 does it, has it gotten to the point where we're just we're ready for this to happen? The billions of dollars poured into elections, that's a whole other discussion. Look at the money we're throwing away on these things. And I get it. The, all of us have an interest in this in one way or another. But are you over it or, 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 or should we? Now, my concern is even if we're over it, I don't know if it ends on Tuesday night, Ashley. No, it definitely it doesn't, Alex. Look, I'm I'm ready for the elections to be over, but one thing is for sure that politics is never going to be over. There is politics and in everything, including sports, as we've mentioned before. Um, I don't think it's completely going to go away. And these last two elections have been the most controversial, I believe, in U.S. history. And part of that is because for the first time, we don't have a career politician in office and in, in, in the White House, you know, as president. So um, it, it's definitely uh, changed a lot. And so I, I believe that regardless of who ends up winning, it politics are not going to stop. You're going to continue to see people having debates, having these conversations, going up against one another. Um, and, and for a part of that, I, I love that the door is open to have these conversations, Alex, you know, on topics that matter. However, the part that I'm over is just I'm over the fighting, the arguing, the rioting, the Agreed. destroying of cities. Like, come on. Like, at the end of the day, these are our communities. These are our cities. This is our country. We 
shouldn't behave like animals, regardless of our political beliefs. And look, I, I had this discussion with a couple of uh, close friends of mine, Alex. You have wait, 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 wait. You have friends that are close. I do. I do have I'm friends shocked. outside of you, Alex. I'm so sorry if that makes you jealous. <laughs> I do have other friends. You are my um, one friend. Many. You are my one friend, by the way. And, and I love and, that. And that's it. I'm that's honored. all I have. That's all I have. I'm honored. I love it. Um, <laughs> what did your friends no, but, say? But Alex, look, I, I spoke to them and, and, and we all agreed that politics is really, you know, a matter of how each individual or in this case party um, believes what way is best to create change or to keep things the same. Um, because if you take the topic of immigration or, um, you know, uh, finances, economic stance, you know, but I believe that both parties, mat like they, it's important to them. Th these topics matter to them. However, the way that we decide to go about them and fix an issue or keep an issue the same is where the politics comes in. And, and that is really where things get lost in translation because we've seen a lot today on social media where it's like, oh, well, you don't care about this and you don't care about immigrants and, and racism. And, and, and it's like, no, it's just that. I think about it this way. And that's, again, really where the debates and the arguments and, and, and the clashing comes in, Alex. And I think that we all need to put that aside. I think communication is key. I, I love, you know, when people can have open conversations and at the end of the day, you, you respect each other's point of view, you respect each other's political stance and, and go, about, go on about your life. You know, I think that that is how we should handle politics, not, you know, burn cities down and, you know, well, uh, yeah, that, that's go the, about things like that. You I, know, I agree. Look, look, that's just me. No, no, we should be civilized. We should be respectful of each other, regardless of our point of view. My fear and, 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 and I'm, I'm older than you, Ashley, and never in the many elections I have participated in as, as a voter, of course, and, and have followed, believe it or not, back in the day, I, I studied political science. I've never seen our country so uh, polarized, so mm -hmm. to the point that, you know what, it's my way or the highway. I'm right, you are wrong, period. There's no middle ground. And, and I think that's fomented by, by, by the media in many ways. It's fomented by the parties themselves. It's fomented by the politicians. Very few comments are trying to build a bridge and say, no, let's sit down, let's talk. I'm not going to come out there and, and say something that that's going to antagonize the other side and you hear and you see that constantly so my fear and i'm being perfectly honest with you is this is the first year i fear that if one side or another is not happy content or fear it was a fair election that they will demonstrate that meaning physically saying no i'm against this i do not legitimize this election and thus i'm going to do something about it i'm not speculating of what that doing something about it is but in my mind is protest in my mind is rioting in my mind and this could be either side by the way i'm not saying left or right i'm saying extremists on both sides could get to the point to say no this is not legit i'm not going to abide by the results of this election i have to do something about it and this is the way we've positioned it we i mean all of us because we've kind of gone to our corners i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm being a uh, paranoid old man and and it doesn't happen because that would be a shame for our country and and we don't need that right now I, I don't think that you're being wrong in that or, or paranoid, Alex. I think that that is the reality. And look, when we say we now, 
let me ask you this real quick. Do you believe that we as the media, um, big news networks like traditional Fox News, CNN, MSNBC sure. have created a panic and almost a paranoia in some of these um, viewers and political parties? Because let me just say, I'll, I'll start off by saying I believe so. Not We've discussed before on the show that journalism is not the same anymore. It's not completely unbiased. And it's more more than anything one-sided, which is unfortunate because we as journalists should be unbiased, deliver the truth, deliver both sides of the story. And we see that that is not the case. First of all, excellent question, young lady. And, and you're hitting the, the, the nail on the head, as they say, to use a cliche. But I'm going to answer by saying this way with one word and then I'll expand. The answer to that question is ratings. Ratings, that's what affects viewership. That's what affects the revenue coming into these, and again, I'm gonna use this term. The, the media these days is not an unbiased, uh, um, uh, objective group of journalists. It, this is show business now, and ratings drive show business. More eyeballs, more, more ears, like for our podcast here, it's what we all want. We're not doing this necessarily only for you and me, although I enjoy your company. Let's, let's, let's have some truth to that, which means that the major media outlets, whether it's print, whether it's TV, radio, etc., and, and multimedia, they're driven because people have to get paid. They need revenue. So that means they go to whatever means they need to to drive up the ratings. If that means being scandalous, they do it. If that means not reporting fully, they do it. And, and that's where I think our balance has been lost. We don't go to one source. And there are a few out there that are objective. There are a few shows, a few people, a few journalists that I would even call journalists. But from my perspective, a lot of the people that are on these networks are entertainers. And it's, it's okay. But, but, mm -hmm. but we need to know that they're entertaining and they're using politics and social issues as a form to entertain, to drive business to their networks. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not criticizing it. But it's no longer objective people giving you facts. Does that make sense? Right. No, absolutely. And look, I, I completely agree. And I think that we as journalists have to be as transparent as possible with, with our listeners. You know, we, we want to make sure that we read the room and understand what people are talking about. And also there's, I mean, you can't deny that there's hashtags right now saying defund the media. You know, we, sure. you and I are part of the media, regardless of how we do our story. We are part of the media. And so um, I, I think that, I don't know, I, I don't mean to toot our own horn, uh, Alex. <laughs> but, but toot, I think toot. We do a good job. Yeah, toot, toot. I think that we do a good job of, you know, just trying to deliver, you know, the facts as is. Yes, have an open conversation, but we move on from it and, and, and stick to what we know. Um, whereas, you know, like you said, it, it, it goes beyond entertainment. I, I, I would love to sit here and, and say that, no, it's not part of entertainment. It is. We love, we love our audience. However, I think that there is that, you know, conversation where sometimes it's only one-sided journalism. Sure. And so, again, moving on, um, Alex, now, as far as you know, the, the coverage that the media gives, do you believe that Hispanics are well represented in the media and in politics? I, I would love to open that conversation. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's a good point to, to, to discuss. I, I see and I hear, and, and I like to think that when I'm watching coverage, whether it's left, right, center, 
again, on different platforms. And you see things all over the place, especially now, of course, in the internet, internet age. Now in the internet age, the internet has been around for many years. So I'm just catching up. But my point is, my point is, I hear a lot of, well, the Latino vote. Well, statistics show that Latinos vote this way. Latinos this, Latinos that, Hispanics this, Hispanics that, Latinx this, Latinx that. I understand that we have to generalize. I think, number one, three things, Ashley. Number one, we're all people first, regardless of race, creed, uh, color, etc. Second, I believe we're Americans first. And, and, and thirdly, that we're all different and are free-thinking people, and, and we can't be um, pigeonholed and, and defined in one way. It's not just to paint a broad stroke and say Hispanics are this. Hispanics will vote this way. Hispanics think this. Look at us. We, we are a diverse community. We are from different parts of, of the world. We, we have different values in many ways, different experiences in our past that, that have given us now the opportunity to be in the United States. So I don't think we are accurately portrayed, number one, in the media, because frankly, we don't have enough Latinos or Latinas in the media, even looking and asking the right questions. That's me. And, and now that's from the coverage point of view. On the other side, where are the good candidates, uh, Ashley? Where are the candidates that we can look up to and say, you know what? We have a broad spectrum of choices. We don't. So we as a Latino, Hispanic, Latinx community need to change that. And I'm hoping that with your generation and younger generations, they'll want to be actively involved. And they won't be shy about expressing their point of view and don't, won't feel that they have to hide. Again, we have been taught and told by the media that Hispanics are this monolith and this is the way they go. Uh, that, that's incorrect. I, I completely agree, Alex. First and foremost, yes, we are more than just, you know, the color of our skin, our race and where we come from. Because if you're here in the United States as a citizen, that, that's it. You're American. You know, you are American, your background, your culture. Yes, it adds to what you are, but we are American at the end of the day. And so um, for me personally, I, again, I agree with you. I don't think that the Hispanic Latin community is well represented here in our communities, in the media, in politics. Some of the biggest issues that always come up with the Hispanic and uh, Latin community, Alex, are immigration and jobs. Sure. And I won't go into too much specifics right now because, and, and, and I'll come back to it, but I think that, you know, when it comes to the media and, and opinions, you see it a lot on, on social media. I've personally been opinionated on my own personal uh, social media platforms. I haven't gone completely, you know, one side or the other. I've just stated an opinion or a certain fact. And for me, it was seeing how other people reacted from the Latin community because I didn't agree with, with what was being said or what was being done. And I just want to make, make a very strong point here, Alex, that we should not, you know, even as Hispanics and, 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 and Latins, um, we're all part of the same community, but just because someone doesn't think, um, like you do, or doesn't have the same political stance as you do, that doesn't mean that we are not proud to be Hispanic or Latin or that, you know, we're an embarrassment to our culture or anything like that. If anything, I believe that it should be celebrated because it, 
it begs to it, we 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 ask the question why is she thinking differently and let me let me <laughs> talk to her or him let me help and, them and yeah. and yeah let me help them and 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 see if i can understand so i think it's more so about understanding we can't just be like no hombre no sabes like nah you don't know anything like no like let's talk i want to see why someone in my community thinks differently than I do. I would love to hear your opinion. You know what I mean? Ashley, and, we, and that's we, just yeah, me. we have so much more in common. Our roots, our culture, our language, our customs, our food. I consider that a big part of, of Latino Hispanic culture. Yeah. That 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 brings us together that yes, there are huge political differences. I think the experience from someone that grew up in Cuba uh, and someone that grew up in, in, in Mexico or Puerto Rico or Nicaragua are different. I, I understand it. Uh, but here in this country, the, the, the culture that we bring and that we share, I think, binds us more than separates us. The, the problem, like we discussed in the general election or the general public, I, I should say, is that the lack of tolerance that that we just completely disregard someone else's point of view. I think as we develop and grow in this country, um, and we already have, and we've been here. And, and by the way, there, there's another, there's another. I, I believe is a um, what's the right word, um, um, Ashley? Th there's a misconception that Latinos are mm -hmm. are immigrants to this country. If you look at the state of Texas where we are, we Latinos are people. If you say if you can say it that way, and it may sound it may sound racist. We have been here long before others came to this country. The borders, it's not racist, it's history. <laughs> it's, his, it's history. The, the borders have happened to be moving up and down, but, but, mm -hmm. but the, 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 the Mexican-American Hispanic culture has been here uh, long before there, were, there was a state of Texas, long before there was a full United States. So, so that's a fact, correct? So, and we don't need to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. So, Alex, I, I, I want to mention, you, you know, or, or better yet, go back to what you just mentioned. You, you mentioned, you know, Cubans and Venezuelans sure. and all these people that are coming from different countries, immigrant, immigrants that are coming to, to the United States. Um, I've, there, there was a poll this week here in Houston from the Houston Chronicle, and, and this is only what one um, article and one poll um, that said here in the United States and here in the city of Houston, most Hispanics are voting for Trump. Now, I, looking at the facts and everything, it's because most people, especially in Florida, they also uh, refer to Florida, the state of Florida, that most Hispanics are voting for Trump. Now, I believe that this is part of, of uh, and this is a fact, and this is part of the reason why that if you came to this country to escape communism and socialism, sure. and you're wanting something better, that is why it is so important for us, for the people here that, that are born um, Mexican-Americans here in the United States, um, Latinos here in the United States, it, why are you shaming, and this is my question, why are you shaming or, or bullying the people who have a different opinion or, or who are, let's say, if they are voting for Trump? Because they know what it's like to have a country that has been in, in uh, communists and, and, and is for socialism, and they don't want to see that happen here. Now, um, and that's just a fact. I, 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 I'm, I know I sound like I'm trying to sugarcoat it, but that's a no. fact. Yeah. Now, the other thing is um, that most people realize that the media is not completely being transparent on how we as Hispanics and, 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 and Latinos are, 
are being told our story completely. It's only one-sided. And it, it, it and it talks about how, oh my gosh, how our current president is racist and da-da-da-da-da. You know, our current president, and this is a fact, I don't care if people get upset, under this Uh-oh, uh, here she goes. Here she goes. Here I go. Here I go. Under the Trump administration, there have been more job opportunities created for the Hispanic community more than any other president in the United States history. And not just for the Hispanic community, but for the black community and for women, minorities in general. So I think and I'm only bringing the topic of immigration and jobs, Alex, because that is one of the two main topics that they focus on um, throughout the election and throughout politics for the Hispanic community, which I know that we are so much more than just immigration and jobs. We care about so much more than that. And quite frankly, I think that we should talk about that as a media. We should talk about more things that matter besides jobs and immigration as a Latin community. And I would frankly love to hear what people, what people from our community what matters to them alex i think that it's it's an open door it's an open door conversation sure would now, now I, I will push back on this one ashley i i have no doubt uh that statistically um there can be positives found I, i'm not going to debate that I, I think the one of the uh counterclaims to trump's racism or not our comments, and, and, and it goes back to comments, of course, that, that he made when he was running for election about Mexicans. That's not setting a good tone, and, and, and maybe that was, was a mistake. I don't think he's ever admitted that. But, but that kind of tone about uh, Mexicans being rapists and some of them are good people, it, th- that doesn't set the table well. And anyone that wants to jump immediately, as many have, and say, hey, look, that, that proves he's a racist, um, he's giving them ammunition. I, I would think, I would think that as savvy as he is as of 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 a, of a businessman and 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 a leader, that that he wouldn't even need to go there. And, and that's where people, many, say, "Wait, he's he's telling us he's racist. Why don't we believe him?" So does that make sense? I I think if he had not ever headed in that direction, if he had not then been culpable uh, for for building the wall, I mean, if, if we really want to tiptoe around this, is there a need for a wall? That that that. We can have a whole show on immigration, and maybe today isn't the, the, the day, but do you see the point about the criticism that, no, he's not pro-Latino, he's anti-Latino? Some people see it that way. Absolutely. No, look, and anything that someone says can be, you know, mis- misconstrued. Mis- a, I agree. Yeah. Misconstrued, yeah. Yeah. put out of context or whatever it is, and there's some people who are like, well, it wasn't. There's a clip and stuff. I actually saw that clip played forwards and backwards alex the clip is and there I, yes you guys the clip is if you there. haven't watched it or heard it please do so continue ashley i'm sorry it, it's a different it's actually taken out of context in my personal opinion it was taken out of context and there's actually been other latinos that have come forward and have been like actually this was completely taken out of context and look i will agree with you alex there is a lack of diplomacy there. The way that you, and we've talked about this before, the message is important, but the way that you deliver the message is just as important. Agreed. And Agreed. so I, I think that we can say this about politicians, businessmen, public figures, wherever it is, you know, athletes, even athletes, because we, we've talked about athletes before, Alex, where, you know, their message is strong. It's powerful. It's, you know, they have the spirit, but it's not delivered the way it should be. And so when you don't deliver a message uh, planned out and, and executed properly, it can be taken wrong. And that is where, yep. you know, debates and politics and arguments come into play. So it, it definitely, um, you know, bring, brings a lot more 
problems than the ones that you're trying to solve. And so that's why there's, again, a lot of debates. But Thank you. Um, yeah, no, uh, those of you that are, that are listening to us, first of all, thank you. I didn't mean to cut you off. Ashley, you're, you're listening to the Portas Nation podcast, Sports and More. We've been talking a lot, a lot about the more from Halloween to Election Day. Let's do a little sports, Ashley, before they, they kick us off the air here. Um, I'm for it. <laughs> Tired of maybe, politics. Let's do it. Maybe, oh my maybe less controversial. We'll see. But, but let's start with this. This past week, the L.A. Dodgers um, winning the World Series. First time since 1988, if you can believe it. But they are on the heels of the L.A. Lakers winning the NBA championship. Does that mean that L.A. right now is just the, 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 the top city when it comes to sports in the United States? Ashley, that's two out of four. Some would consider five major sports, uh, if you include the, uh, the, the MLS, Major League Soccer. Uh, certainly, they, they, they have bragging rights at this point. Look, I'll be a good sport, Alex. Congratulations <laughs> to the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series. But uh, and I'll, I already congratulated the LA Lakers. But yes, congratulations to the city of Los Angeles for your two championships in two different uh, leagues, NBA and MLB. Um, now moving forward, Alex, I, I'm done mm -hmm. being a good sport. Let me just say this: What? Okay, I saw a lot on social media over the weekend, or sorry, over the week, how. You know, yes, the L.A. Dodgers won, but they were more excited fans. I'm talking about the fans. They were more excited about, you know, s <laughs> screaming profanities against the Astros instead of celebrating their team. Tell me how the 2017 um, World Series championship comes into play here. And again, I know the cheating scandal, yada, yada, sure, yada. Sure. But it's like, why don't you take your win and celebrate it like you won. You're the 2020 championships. You know, you know, it, 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 it's done. You know, 2020s uh, or sorry, 2017 is done. It's back. You know, we're we're kind of done talking about it. I kind of hoped that we're done talking about it. But Alex, like they, there was a lot of fans that went viral, or, or their videos went viral because they were talking about um, the Houston Astros and oh, you know, forget them and. Um, and again, I'm, I'm just being polite on air. You know, they weren't really saying it was the F word, Alex. I'm sure it was. The, it was. the Astros. And so again, you can say I, the F word on this podcast. It's okay. I will not. I am a lady, Alex. I'm a <laughs> lady. Um, no, I, but honestly, like I'm <laughs> fans and even, and let me just say this. Some of the fans from the Chicago Cubs, Mm -hmm. um, even the Tampa Bay Rays, they were, you know, Hey, congratulations. Da, 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 da. And so the, the Astros or the Houston Astros fans, I saw a lot of fans, you know, congratulating the Dodgers. And on Twitter, these fans from, from the LA Dodgers were like, oh, yeah, no, you should have congratulated us for 2017 as well. Like, come on, grow up. Like, it's done. I think it's done. Move on. And just for that, I'm just going to say, you know what? I was a good sport. Congratulations. But really get over yourselves. Like, it's really not... It's the, not that big of a deal. The world, according to Ashley. There you go. So she congratulates. This is the type of politics I like to talk about. It's it's more so like, are you being a good sport? No, you're not. Hey, let's debate on it. Here's why not. Let me give you some quick hits. Are you ready? So following up to the Dodgers win, Justin Turner. First, he can't be there. They win. Yes, he can be there celebrating. Right or wrong, what should the league do? Yeah, so um, for for those of you who haven't kept up with, with the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Justin Turner, so he was pulled mid-game during the World Series when uh, after testing positive for COVID-19. Now, 
Alex, this this really uh, brought an uproar to the sports world and the MLB. So um, since he tested positive, he was down there with the team celebrating the World Series win. He was uh, he actually took off his mask, kissed his girlfriend. He mm. was over there hugging. And his wife players. was watching. That was the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. He was <laughs> Is it his wife? <laughs> no, no, his wife was watching him kiss his girlfriend. That that was oh, the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know, I like that. I I think that that's healthy for a relationship. That's healthy for a relationship. So someone's happy there, maybe not the wife, but I get it. <laughs> Someone's happy there. <laughs> and so, Alex, th- there was just so many people that, that were upset about this. They really blamed the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the head coach, uh, the the owner for the irresponsibility here of, um, you know, con- the contamination. And should, ha- should Justin Turner have gone down there to celebrate with the team? Now, in my personal opinion, I know that this is something huge, especially after such a crazy year like 2020 World Series series you know you you win you're you want to celebrate he was um he he definitely played uh did his part and and played the game in order to uh participate in winning that championship so um i can understand that he wants to go down there and and celebrate with his team but do at what point do we say hey hold back um you know let's celebrate another time correct what's more Uh, important what's more important? yeah what is more important that the health and safety of of the players of of the organization or is it just about winning the championship and and celebrating uh with the trophy now i know i do know and i heard that the mlb is going to do a thorough investigation the la dodgers are also going to do a thorough investigation and they're going to continue screening and testing their players moving forward so um and and this just brings into question you know we we're not just seeing COVID-19 Alex um uh you know some some of the New York Giant players were also tested positive for COVID-19 and some of them were removed from the game now Alex we've talked about this before how does you know the world of sports is changing with COVID-19 what it, what do we do moving forward? Like, let's say, let's just take the LA Dodgers. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's focus on, on Justin Turner right now. Sure. What would you say in this case, should a player be allowed to celebrate Alex, even though he's tested positive for COVID-19? No, no. I'm, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a, to me, it's, it's a clear um, um, case of, of being irresponsible. I, I don't think it's risky. It, 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 well, it's, 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 if you know you are positive, you have to do the best to not affect others, and I get it. He potentially the biggest moment in his in his sporting life just occurred, and and he gets caught up in the moment. But but that moment could 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 literally have make somebody sick, and 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 that 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 would you want that on your conscience? So to me, it's a clear one. He should not have been out there. He wasn't out there for the game. Uh, let him he, he should probably shouldn't have even been in the stadium that's that's what i don't understand even happening so so to me the answer is clear be more responsible you can celebrate later i absolutely agree and look l- let me just add this in because uh one of my followers brought up a really good point and i love this you were not only thinking about the the players and the organization you know the people that are on the field even the owner because he brought in a topic as to what about the people that are in the stadium, such as the employees, because even though there isn't a full house of fans, there are still a couple of employees there and they don't have the financial 
um, wealth that some of these players have in order to, let's say, if they were to get COVID, the employees, sure. um, in order to pay the bills, the, the medical bills, and in order to get better, and even some older people there too. You know, it it it's it brings in a broad range of other issues and topics that um, really are a concern. So I agree with you, Alex. I think that um, having known that. I think that it should have, it, it's more of a responsibility case. And, you know, we, we are people first. We should care about our health first. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that's, there you go. that's a no-brainer there. There you go. Ashley, the last one before we go, and, and our producer tells us we, we're, we have to wrap up, but um, what's going on with the Houston Texans? Uh, we know the record is, is dismal at this point. Um, are they throwing in the towel? And if so, what is the future of J.J. Watt in Houston. Does he stay? Does he go? Does he get traded? What are your thoughts? Right. So another thing that's happening November 3rd, Alex, aside from uh, our, our our voting in our elections here, um, November 3rd is actually the deadline for, for the trade in the NFL. And so we, we look at J.J. Watt or Will Fuller and, you know, could they be traded before the NFL uh, trade deadline, which is November 3rd? Um, this is going to be huge. J.J. Watt is known as a Superman of Houston, as a Houston Texans. He is basically a, a, an icon for the Houston Texans. You know what I mean? So, um I, I'm really, really curious as to what they're going to do here. Now, I do know that that being said, that J.J. Watt is known for for being a Houston Texan. Will the McNairs kind of bend and, and, and work their stuff out with J.J. Watt? Now, I believe that if he were to get traded, I would love to see him go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers. I think that it would be so amazing to see three Watt brothers on the same team um, taking on, uh, you know, and, 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 and hoping that they get a Super Bowl ring. Regardless, Alex, I think that J.J. Watt, he is a veteran. There's no doubt about it. He is a veteran of the NFL. He is a veteran player. He's been through his injuries. And that leaves the question, you know, he is not the same player as he was before. We Agreed. love J.J. Yes. Watt. We love J.J. Watt, but he is not the same player anymore. Do we make that decision? Do they make that decision in saying, you know what, J.J., we love you. You've done your job here in Houston, but we need to focus on on the, the future of the team. And that being said, we're already struggling with head coaches and, and general managers and, um, you know, how Deshaun Watson, you know, has, has made it clear that, hey, like, I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not being traded. And I think that that was a, a power move right there because that already says, hey, I'm, I'm here to stay and I'm going to take control of this team and I'm going to win us a Super Bowl. D- does J.J. Watt also partake in that, or do you say, hey, let's let's move forward and, and see what we can do? So it definitely leaves a lot of questions, and I'm so curious. I would be so sad to see J.J. leave, but I also believe that the Houston Texans need to really decide what is best for their team, for one. And I would also love to see J.J. Watt win a Super Bowl ring. I think that he deserves that, regardless if it's with the Texans or not. I think that he's an excellent player. He's a class act, and I would love to see him move forward with a Super Bowl ring. So definitely a lot of stuff going on here, Alex. I'm curious to see what our listeners at the Bortas Nation have to say about that. Sure, sure. Let's see. What do you think, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Should JJ stay? Should he go? My two cents, uh, Ashley, quickly. This is business. And business tells us that this season does not look good at all. A record of one and six, probably unless there's a miracle, not even enough to think about getting to post uh, to the playoff. 
to, to playoffs rather. JJ Watt declining in his in, in his ability. That's just a fact at his age after what he's been through with uh, injuries. It would not surprise me. Maybe not this year, but at some point for JJ Watt not to be in a Texans uniform as much as he's done for the team for the city. This is business, and if you can trade him and get something of value for him, and I certainly don't know what that would be at this point in time and how that would help short term, you ask yourself, is this the time to, to make those moves? So I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more pessimistic that he'll remain here and finish out his career as a Houston Texan. There's just too much turmoil, and if someone out there wants him and can use him, and like you said, why not Pittsburgh? Why not play with his family? That would certainly be Amazing. Ashley, they're telling us we have to go, but let's wrap up. Are you ready for Halloween? Are you ready to vote? <laughs> I know I am, Alex, and I hope that all of you are. Um, before we head out, Alex, I just want to let everyone, everybody know that we are available at Deportes Nation on social media. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok still coming. TikTok, TikTok. You know, Alex, you're, you're a work of art. And, and with art, it takes time. <laughs> I have to train them for you guys. He's not ready to go out there and dance. You're so right. You're right. I, I got to practice ready, a few We're going to have the TikTok. Uh -huh. We're going to have your first TikTok. But yes. Um, yes, I'm ready, Alex. Thank you all so much for tuning in. It's always a pleasure. Alex, I'm... I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for the future of, of sports and politics, and, and let's see what happens. Well, Ashley, by our next show, next uh, a week from today, we may be talking about, we our will be president. talking about potentially a new president, the same president. Uh, hopefully, all of you, number one, participate. All of us are civilized, and all of us can realize that we have so much more in 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 um, in, in, uh, in common than separates us. Please, please keep that in mind. So on behalf of our production team, on behalf of Ashley Rodriguez, I'm Alex Parra. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this new, different uh, approach to sports, Deportes Nation podcast, Deportes y más, sports and more. Until next time, take care.